your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to maybe the most unproductive day. One of the most. It's got to be up there. Top 10 most unproductive days in in the uh, workforce community. I know tomorrow a lot of people still have to work, but and that would probably be top five, Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. I wonder which one would be more unproductive. Uh, I always throw in the opening day or two of the NCAA tournament, which you, it opens on a Thursday. So that Thursday and Friday when there's just college basketball on all day, beginning at 11, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's doing any work that day, even though college basketball has really tailed off in the last decade with the ability of college students to go pro after a year and just ruining basketball. And a lot of college players now aren't college players. They're high schoolers that go overseas to get paid and play professionally for a year, and then they go to the NBA. So We could do a whole show on trying to fix college basketball. You want to do that? <laughs> I'm on the wrong station. Uh, Rug, Rug, you were trying to call. I, I would have grabbed you uh, if you want to call back. 608-785-7914. I'm already doing uh, pre-show text messaging. So if you really, if you all want to bug me, uh, you know, you can d- all day. I know a lot of people are texting Hayes right around 9 o'clock. And it looks like, I think Hayes, Hayes gets a, being a three-hour show, Hayes, I think has multiple conversations with people on text. So it's hard for him to keep going. I see a lot of unread text here. There's 23 from somebody. Somebody sent that Mike Hayes, and I'm not going to open it. Somebody sent him 23 texts, the last one being at 8.30 in the morning. I guarantee you, if you send anybody 23 texts, you should just be blocked. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I uh, I had that happen once with somebody that was very disappointed in, in uh, something that I did or he did. And he sent me at least, I think it was 26 texts. And it was a, a little bit ridiculous. And I don't think I ever talked to that person again. That was it. I was like, you are... You've gone off the deep end. But Rug from Tremplo is calling in. Rug, the guy who uh, helped build the memorial pool, I understand, right? Is that Was that you who were telling me that yesterday? Oh, yeah, I was working there. Uh, we had a deadline. We got it done. And, yeah, I seen you there taking pictures. And, actually, they had some sort of drawing. It would be, like, the first guy into the pool. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I had already, like, contacted this guy Scrady that used to work at a radio station I used to know okay. and uh, told him he could come and jump in the pool and go on the slide first <laughs> you know and he came and brought his kid and I was like alright you know and they did it and I was like hold on Scrady don't say old, I mean hold on old guy don't say nothing about nothing because they're doing some sort of drawing you know to jump in this <laughs> pool first you know and he didn't have loose lips so it no. was all cool but yeah, we jumped in the pool at work <laughs> when it was done. It was cool. Yeah, I, I, I went hope, down. Uh, I hope number three appreciates it because he's an old Norwegian that listens to the show, you know. And I'm an old Norwegian. Well, not that old, but <laughs> old Norwegian that works on the pool. You know, we got it done for you. Yeah, it's not leaking, I hope. But yeah, no one we'll, knows, we'll but. see. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Anyways, I, I feel uh, like anyone who builds. Like to say Merry Christmas to all the listeners and. Talk about dogs opening presents. I used to have this dog, Spook, a standard poodle. He'd open presents under the tree, and he passed away. But now I've got Riot. We adopted this other three-year-old standard poodle from a 
lady in Appleton that used to breed dogs, you know. Yeah. So we got her, but yeah, she's uh doesn't duck she doesn't duck hunt. <laughs> uh she jumps my five foot fence that we put in for her to stay in the yard. <laughs> and uh other than that, she's a pretty good girl. Nice. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but Merry Christmas. Enjoy the program. All right. Thanks, Rug. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah, I think anyone that's building uh, you know, a pool, like a community pool, something like that. A roller coaster, which I think would have to go through some testing. But, man, the people that work on that stuff, they should automatically get first dibs, right? Those people should automatically get first dibs at uh, uh, jumping in the pool, using the slide, the water slide, whatever, going on the roller coaster. Uh, sounds like uh, sounds like some mischievous behavior there, uh, over overstepping the drawing for the unofficial official first uh Jump in the pool. Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say in this Christmas, I think uh, I wish people would uh, adopt animal uh, shelter pets. They make the best pets in the world, strays and stuff like that. You can't find anything better than that. God bless these animals. They need your help. And thank you very much, Rick. All right. Thanks, Eric. Change of pace there. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's two thoughts there when you decide to give a a shelter pet or a pet in general to somebody for Christmas. First of all, just, just propose them with the idea. Like maybe just make it a card or a note. Hey, I'm, I'm good to go. If you want to go to the shelter and like maybe schedule something, because if you just get somebody a puppy or a kitten or even just a shelter pet for Christmas, there's a chance that that person doesn't want it, and then it just winds up back at the shelter or for the first time at the shelter if it's a, you know, a pet you, you got. So there's a little bit of, I mean, maybe be more creative in, in your idea of giving somebody a pet for Christmas. Maybe schedule something with the Humane Society to go in, you know, Monday, next Monday, right? And uh, they take, they take, they have to do scheduling right now, I believe, because of COVID. They might have changed that policy, but I believe that's still how they're doing it. And they're probably they're probably open tomorrow. I guess I don't know. Maybe they're closed. Uh, but they're you know schedule something next week. Take you know whoever you want to get that pet and let them pick it out. Or they maybe they'd be like I don't, I don't want a dog. I don't want a cat. That's a twenty year commitment or a ten year commitment depending on you know how old the rescue is or if it's just a new puppy or kitten or chicken. If you're not Alaska, you can now get chickens. I guess. I think that's the. Uh, I think they adopted that rule now. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. What uh, yeah, Rug, Rug kind of, uh, so I said we were doing some pre-show texting with a couple. I'm talking to Libertarian Guy, Rug, Tom Pieces, Merry Christmas, uh, some other people. But so, so when Rug brings up dogs, we were actually talking about dogs on the text line. So that's why he brought that up. And I was like, it, and, and Rug loves talking about, the, about his pets and, and hearing my stories about my dog, but I, I, I just mentioned to him, yeah, how many dogs have you had for Christmas that would open all the Christmas presents? Because I've had quite a few. And we always get, all, every, every one of my family has a dog, so um, it's kind of chaos on a regular Christmas. Uh, there's one, two, three, now there's three, four, five dogs. So we there's three brothers, parents, and five dogs. My parents have two dogs. Uh, my older brother has my, my dog's name is Millie. My older brother has Millie's niece. And her name is Lainey. And speaking of Lainey, which is taken from Elaine from Seinfeld. I have to bring this up. I'm going to forget. 
it is Festivus, so happy Festivus, everyone. Before we get into even the idea of Christmas, it is Festivus today. I do have some ways to celebrate Festivus for only people that know Seinfeld, a show that started in 1989 that I'm still referencing today. Uh, today is Festivus. Air your grievances today on the show if you want. I don't think we can do feats of strength. Let me shoot me a text of your Festivus poll. Um, prepare your Festivus dinner of meatloaf. <laughs> we can get into that. Number three is coming, but I, I will bring him back when we come back from the news. Brad's got to do the news. Oh, I should have played Jingle Bells. I played Jingle Bell Rock. Number three is calling in. Number three's favorite Christmas song, the, the holiday classic Jingle Bells. I'm sorry, I didn't, th- I didn't think ahead, number three. This is number three. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. <laughs> did you hear anything I just said before that? Yes, I oh, did. Oh, okay. It's, sometimes it sounds like you're just in your own world. and then. But anyway, yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm in my own world. I always have been. <laughs> Everybody else should be in mine. Mine's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful world. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, right, right. Wonderful I've got life. one of them little houses I sit in and pet a cat when I get up <laughs> in here like they do over to the university. Okay. Anyway... You know, usually I would bring you and your sidekick some chicken and some cold beer and some Captain Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Something for Millie. Oh, you know, my God. If there, was, there. if there was fried well, chicken I, right I, now. I got a little more money in my Social Security now, and I, I, I've been stealing a little change from the wife all the time. Well, you almost well, got a... My, it almost sounds... So, would there be a way to bring you down a, a care package sometime? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's our our entryway is open for the FedEx guy, so I think uh, anyone could just drop uh, you know free goodies in there on the table, just put a note on there. I think Clyde from on Alaska did that for me. He, he gave words, me a he gave me a battery charger for my tractor. Yeah, I don't know how to use it. Well, otherwise, I just rap three times on the green door and he'll let me in, and I can bring you some gifts of joy. Yeah, right. Well, or you swing by uh, Valley High. That you could do that too. <laughs> I could do that too, and we could really have a good time. Yeah, as long as it uh, as long as it doesn't snow, because then you'll need four wheel drive. Like the wife's got a four wheel drive, no oh. problem there. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And I and I got a real nice snowblower, you know. I kept one to give the rest of them away. Yeah, but I got I could probably do your driveway, and then weed whack your weeds for you too. <laughs> yeah, I could use that too as well. <laughs> okay, well, keep your powder dry. All right, thanks for the call. Number three, calling it. Yeah, number three. Since I've been in here, he gives us a Christmas when it was Mitch and me. And he he he's brought us Christmas presents every year, and I I welcome anyone that that wants to uh, drop some gifts off. Somebody did one time. I don't I don't remember. I must have been talking about it, but somebody did one time drop a, like a milkshake off or something or iced coffee, something like that, and I didn't drink it because <laughs> I was very skeptical about something that's not like you you know wrapped up the. Where I could break the seal on it, so to speak. So I was a little nervous that, you know, you never know. I was a little scared of that. But uh, anyway, everyone's saying Merry Christmas. But Christmas two days from now. Today is Festivus for you Seinfeld fans out there. If you want to, if you've never seen that episode, it's one of the, the wackier episodes of Seinfeld. And I, I live in the era that I grew up in. So I just, I'm a Seinfeld fan for the rest of my life. And uh, it seems to have aged well, though I I could be wrong. I don't know. So we have, you know, we have six mayoral candidates and one's an 18-year-old, Sam Schneider. And I I will say I did text him to see if he wanted to come on the show. And it sounds like he's going to come on next week. 
But I, I didn't give him a big heads up, but I did text him to see if he wanted to come on. And he said, his reply was, I have to get a haircut and my phone's almost dead. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's a, that's about as an 18-year-old answer as I've ever heard from <laughs> from a mayoral candidate as, on top of that. So I have to get a haircut. So Sam Schneider, uh, maybe he's at a barbershop somewhere. I hope they're listening to Wisdom. And... uh you know, he could listen to it on the Wisdom app, but his phone's dead, so he can't do that. And usually those barbers, they, they probably have phone chargers for everyone now, so you probably could just ask and hook your phone up. It would be it would have been funny to just, while he's getting a haircut, I just think traditional barbershop, they're in there shooting the you-know-what, and uh, he's he's on the on the phone while getting a haircut. That would have been a funny, I don't know, Sam, you... you uh, Sam's the only of the six candidates so far. I think there's still six. I have the pay. I didn't talk. Yeah, I counted. Uh, there's only six still, but I think uh, he's the one that did it up best. The announcement that he was running for mayor, he actually held a press conference and said he was going to fix the roads. I think he, he, he talked crap about lacrosse street um, and others have as well. Mitch came on and, and talked and kind of made fun of the fact that, that some of the roads are as bad as they are, but uh, you know, but Mitch, Reynolds, the former host here, definitely knows what irks the lacrosse listening audience, at least. I mean, we I think we did a, a an entire month on Losey Boulevard changing speed limits from 30, what was it, 30 or 35 to 25? Uh, and somebody brought up a good point, if we just wanted to, to harken back to that time. Uh, you know, part of the reason they changed those speed limits is because the big trucks on there were bouncing too much. And, and ruining the foundations of the houses, right? And then they fixed the road, right? Mayor Cabot, oh my gosh, he fixed Losey Boulevard for at least for that stretch, right? And so the trucks aren't bouncing up and down anymore. So should we change the speed limit back? Somebody brought that up on the show one time. I thought that was a great point. And I believe I did ask the mayor about that, who he just laughed. And, you know, he said, I believe he, he, he the mayor likes to pawn stuff off on city council. He's, I think he said it'd be up to city council to change the speed limit back. Gary Podesky is to blame for the speed limit on Losey Boulevard. We talked, we talked about Gary Podesky changing, uh, limiting alternate side parking last week in something that he's very proud of, but we will also blame him for Losey Boulevard being 25 miles an hour. Impossible to go 25 miles an hour. Uh, but yeah, happy Festivus. That's what, that's how that conversation started. Uh, get your feats of strength, stretch out before you do your feats of strength tonight and, uh, careful around the pole, the Festivus pole, uh, airing of grievances comes before the feats of strength, probably to just kind of get you going. Uh, so air your grievances after dinner and, uh, the, the last one here on this list, call all slightly non-routine events. Festivus miracles. So me, me being able to get through a show here tonight will be a Festivus miracle. Um, 608-785-7914. Kevin texted in. We were talking about dogs a little bit. Kevin texted in. He usually has seven dogs at Christmas. That beats my five. Though three of the five dogs are Sheltie, so they're barely dogs. They're just like little yapping cats. Though my little brother is a puppy this year, so I'm very excited to see this Sheltie puppy because Sheltie puppies are amazing, as are all puppies. But then they grow into what my parents' dogs are that are little yappy dogs that never shut up and are both scared of me, so I just don't like them. I don't hate them, but they don't, they don't come, they don't, they don't want my attention, so why would I like them? <laughs> uh, anyway, seven dogs. That blows my uh, five out of the water. I don't know how. 
if we had seven full-size dogs like my brother's golden retriever at Christmas, because my golden retriever is pretty chill, but my brother's golden retriever is ridiculous. She is 100 miles an hour. Uh, Greg, Greg Solarius said he turned in his paperwork today and got a signature. So we're up to seven candidates. Breaking news, semi-breaking news, because we kind of broke this news earlier, uh, weeks earlier. So Greg's got his candidacy papers in. So we're up to seven candidates now, unless Greg's lying to us. Could be. Um, the city Is the city updating this page right now? Because now I can't find the page. Now that I hit refresh, non-candidacy uh, signatures. Yep, the city's page is down. That means they're updating this page, I bet. Oh, there he is. He's on the list. That's so funny. Because uh, I opened this page probably an hour ago. Left it open. Uh, so, all right, we're up to seven candidates for mayor now. Uh, we got to get up to 14. 15, I mean. 15 seems like a, it was the record the last time we had an open seat for mayor. So we're a little less than halfway there, but we don't have a lot of time. You guys only have uh, less than two weeks to get on this this candidate list. But congrats, Greg. He said he got his signatures too. Um, I think that the city has to verify the signatures. That's why there's there's a limit. So it's between you need to, between 200 and 400 signatures and talking to the city clerk, well, she's the city clerk now, but uh, talking to, I think it's Nikki there, she said, we don't want more than 400 signatures because we don't want to go and do- to go find 400 people and verify that they uh, sign the papers. However they verify, I don't know if they call them, check them. I don't know exactly how they do that. But um, if you imagine seven candidates all getting 400, if they all got the top amount of signatures, and if you want to do that, what is that, 2,800 signatures? that everybody would have to uh, go and track down. Sounds super fun. And I kind of wonder if, uh, I'm guessing that you can't double up signatures. So if if I sign Greg Slayer's uh, signature papers, then could I sign Sam Schneider's signature papers as well? Would that throw them both out, or can you sign multiple candidates? And Greg, I'm sorry if I butcher your name every time. I'm really sorry about that. Um, all right, so what else do I got? We got a break for news here pretty quick. I had I had some other kind of interesting things. I did get an email today about uh, Christmas drinking, and it was pretty interesting. I think it was it was more or less about I lost. Of course, I lose the email because I have thirty seven tabs open. Um, but I did open the website. But it, the the idea here is that it 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 surveyed every state and what time on Christmas Day each each state averaged their first drink. So a little radio tease. We can come back and talk about that. Also because i got to find the original email. All right, Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news after a couple of messages. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I spent the whole break looking for this in email about Christmas drinking because who doesn't want to talk about Christmas drinking? But I couldn't find it. There's too many emails. There's too many avenues for emails to get here now. Can't keep up. There's the regular email, rick at wisdomnews.com, if you want to email me. But then the that email has a junk folder. And then the, we have the news email, news at wisdomnews.com. And then that email has also a junk folder. <laughs> and then there's regular email. And then there's, you know, the Twitter and text. <laughs> but I can't find it. I looked and looked. It's nowhere to be found. Christmas drinking. It was like the 
I do have the website, but there was like a cool little synopsis of of uh what the website was talking about, and I'm just baffled that I can't find anymore. So many emails. There was this other email though, while I was looking for that, I found the Christmas tree collection. The city is collecting Christmas trees from January 4th to 9th. Remove your tinsel ornaments and tree bags and put them out on the boulevard by 7 a.m. on January 4th. And so uh, anyone that wants to, if you lived in Hortonville, Wisconsin growing up, you knew that Thos Peters was driving around Hortonville and Greenville and the whole area collecting Christmas trees by the side of the road. Because Mr. Peters would have a gigantic bonfire of all the Christmas trees out in the middle of nowhere on his land, on his little hobby farm. That was always fun. So if you want to steal these Christmas trees to have your own gigantic fire, <laughs> they're going to be out on the road beginning January 4th in the city at 7 a.m. January 4th through 9th. And if you want to get rid of your Christmas tree. Probably not the plastic ones, though. They're probably just taking the real trees, I'm guessing since you got to take all the crap off them. But that's nice. The city's going to collect Christmas trees for you and leaves, right? They just do all this stuff for you. How nice of the city to do that. It's almost a, like, I don't want to say that socialism word. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right. So I, I do have, I do have this basic, I, I, I teased this and I was hoping to find the original email, but on Christmas day, this website called recovery.org so you can imagine what it's about i'm sure it's about recovering um but they but they for some reason they they surveyed i think it was around three thousand people i don't have the synopsis in front of me and of course they don't put the synopsis on the the link they give uh, but they just have the average drink times of everybody or of each state based on a survey of 3045 americans so it's kind of funny because is it three thousand people per state because that would be a lot or they just randomly call a couple of people in each state because i feel like that's a terrible survey i mean three thousand divided by 50 states you know i can't do that math three thousand forty five divided by i got a calculator 60 people a state i mean if you if you surveyed 60 people in a state 61 people what time they started drinking on christmas do they have to drink too? Is that a prerequisite? Well, cause I'm not drink. I don't drink on Christmas or really ever. So on Christmas, my time would be not zero. So does that get factored in? You must have to drink, but Wisconsin's average, uh, Christmas day first drink is 1332 hours. So one thirty-two in the afternoon seems a little late, honestly. And if I had the synopsis, I'd tell you I'd tell you the earliest. Well, I do. I can see it here. It sticks right out. Alaska, because they're the top one. Alaska is the earliest state to start drinking on Christmas at 11 o'clock, right on the head. They start right at 11. It's funny that it's just right at 11, but obviously if you're surveying people, hey, what time you start drinking at Christmas? 11. And then Wisconsin comes across with 132. <laughs> so what kind of times are people giving? I'd, I'd probably crack open my first beer at about 1247. Then the next the next lady's like, oh, I, I start drinking martinis at 248. And then we get to 132 in the afternoon. How does that even happen? How does it happen that the, the, the times are goofy? They should all be like 
11, 12, 1, 2, or at least 1230, something like that. What kind of surveys are you are we giving out? What kind of times are people giving out? I roll out of bed at 8 a.m. and start drinking because I kids are screaming, presents flying everywhere. I can't take it. Um, yeah, and just and I'm trying to find the latest one because there's 1,500 hours. 17. Here's a 1,700 hours. Is there? Is there a later one than that? I think that's it. Oh nope. 1,800 hours. Eight, Arkansas. So 6 p.m. Arkansas. I wouldn't have guessed that. I have no idea though. I have no experience with Arkansas. I wouldn't have guessed six o'clock for Arkansas though. One thirty though seems a little late for Wisconsin. Oh, we should look at Minnesota since I live there. Fourteen. 17. So 2.17 in the afternoon for Minnesota. Again, weird. 17 minutes into the 2 o'clock hour. And then Iowa. There's people listening in Iowa, right? There's uh, 1.40. A little bit, little bit later than Wisconsin. If you're in Iowa, you start drinking on Christmas at 1.40 in the afternoon. So it's a couple days away before we start drinking on Christmas, apparently. Uh... Libertarian guy texts in, speaking of Christmas, did you know we are in the season of Advent? Christmas doesn't start until Christmas Day and does not end until Epiphany, 12 days later. A little trivia. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. I just feel like Christmas is Jesus was born on Christmas Day. That's all I know. I don't know anything about this. Advent. (laughs) When we get a Christmas tree, Jesus is born, and that guy in the jolly... Red suit comes down the chimney because of Jesus. And we put a tree in the house, put lights on it. Speaking of drinking, how do we come up with all this stuff? Feels like a lot of drinking happened before we figured out what to do on Christmas. I don't know. Um, a couple other stories I saw. If, you, if you're not following the Lacrosse Times or if you don't just drop by that Instagram page or just their, I think it's Lax Times. Let's see, lacrossetimes.news. Pretty funny website. They uh it's a parody site. I shouldn't do that as parody, but they they put out stories. So the latest story was with vaccines delivered, lacrosse plans a quote unquote return to normal starting six months ago. <laughs> so uh and then they have a quote here. Now that the vaccine is finally here, we can finally start to ease up on staying home or limiting social interaction and avoiding Applebee's in groups of fifteen or more. We expect that lacrosse residents can start that process as soon as last June. Because we haven't. We haven't really, uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have kind of slimmed back what they're, what they're doing socially. But, I mean, we haven't closed anything down. We've done the whole 25% capacity to a degree. But, uh, oh, Gary Podesky texts in. So we, we officially have seven mayoral candidates now. We're up to seven with... Greg, this way, I got the phonetic spelling from my friend Dan. Saliaris. 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 How's that? Yeah, I've apologized multiple times, and he said I did good enough. Uh, Very, very friendly Greg is. He's been on the show, too, if you want to listen to it. It's on the podcast wire. And uh, Greg's number seven, so we have seven candidates. And I, I was asking about signatures because... Everyone has to get between 200 and 400 signatures. And if you, you know, if everybody got the same signature, would they be counted? Would they be thrown out? And Gary Podesky on the city council says, uh, you can sign all seven candidates. The first one counts. So 
that brings me to the next question, Gary, if you're still listening. If the first is it the first person that turns in the signatures and then that person gets all those signatures counted? Because that would be an advantage, right? If you turn in your signatures before everyone else, then you're the first one to get all the first signatures. And then if anyone got doubles, then those would be thrown out, which is why you get over, you know, well over the 200 mark, I suppose, just to to make sure that you don't mess that up. Um, but yeah, so, and, and Chris Stolpa, who was on the show a couple days ago, he's another mayoral candidate. He said he got his signatures, put them on the wrong form. So there's all kinds of forms on the city's website, I'm sure. And it, it's all technical, right? Like you can't just get the, the spiral notebook out and have people sign and put their address and whatever else they need to do to have the appropriate signatures. No doing that, I guess. You got to have a, a, a very, um, official form from the city and, Chris got the wrong one, got all the signatures, turned them in. The city said, nope, these are wrong. And so he had to go back and get all the signatures again. So however many signatures Chris got, just double that essentially because he had to, uh, he had to redo that. But it's nice that the, uh, this, this is probably why you do these things early. And it sounds like Greg turned his signatures in as well. Do these things early so the city could tell you if you messed up or not because there's only less than two weeks left before the deadline for um, candidates for mayor. So I kind of wonder how many we're going to get to. We're at seven now. January 5th is the deadline there. And if you want, um, I have some other deadlines, but I I closed that page. So uh, Ron's calling in here. Let's see. Ron, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, when is the election for mayor? April. Give me a second here. I'm actually pulling it up. But the uh, there's going to be two elections because we have multiple candidates. So the deadline to file January 5th, the primary, which will if we have more than three candidates, which I'm sure we're going to have that February 16th is the first day to vote. So that'll be for the primary. And then April 6th is the actual election when we'll be down to two candidates. Oh, OK. Is uh, one of the candidates, is one of the candidates uh, Matt Screedy? No, not yet. Oh, I think he'd make a good candidate. He can BS with the best of them. <laughs> okay, that's that's. Your... Yeah, I want. I want. I wish you, uh, you know, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Ron. I know Australia didn't go like this, but uh, I'm afraid Notre Dame's going to get run on by Alabama. Oh, college football talking. Yeah. Is that the Final Four? Do we have a Final Four? We have a Final Four. Who's the other two teams? Ohio State and uh, Clemson. Oh, so Ohio State gets in even though they didn't play enough games. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't make that decision, so that is what it is. All right, thanks, thanks, Ron. All right, take care. Yep. Uh, break it down. Uh, now I think we've covered all the sports now: NBA basketball and Christmas and college football. I uh, don't watch college football. If you couldn't tell, there, I've kind of I've had to trim down my uh, intake of sports because I just can't handle. Can't handle some of that stuff. College football better than college basketball, though. Although I'm kind of very enthralled in what the Badgers are doing because we have a lacrosse kid on the team. That's pretty cool. Jonathan Davis, who had 7.6 rebounds. Was that last night? It feels like it was two nights ago uh, as they beat Nebraska. And the Badgers play on Christmas Day, which I think is weird. Like, why are we doing that? I don't I don't mind if we're making professional athletes play on Christmas Day. We've the Vikings game is on Christmas Day and the NBA takes over Christmas usually. The Bucks the Bucks play the Warriors 
then you can listen to that on WKTY. I believe at 1.30, the Bucks play the Warriors on Christmas Day. Like, they're professionals, right? They're they're getting paid millions of dollars to entertain us. I mean, we're paying for the Bucks stadium, right? Where Wisconsin people are. I think I'm paying, might be paying for the Viking stadium, which seems sad. I, I, I did see a news story that said that Minneapolis wants the entire state of Minnesota to help pay for the Viking stadium just because of the pandemic and where we're at with taxes and whatnot. I was like, nope. I don't want to pay for the Viking stadium. Don't want to do that. I didn't want to pay for the Buck stadium either. I think it's silly that uh, we pay billionaires to, uh, to help build their houses. They're billionaires. Like the Bucks have two billionaire owners. They can build their own house and then charge us to go sit in it. It's the stupidest thing. This might be the stupidest thing. One of the stupidest things we do as a society is, is help billionaires that own sports franchises pay for stadiums that they can easily build. It's dropping a bucket for those people, especially when there's multiple billionaires. It's weird. Uh, All right, one more quick break, and we'll wrap up. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. This song always makes me laugh. I think Joe called in a couple weeks ago and and just brought this song to my attention. It wasn't a song that was on my Christmas radar, but I like it. Kind of like the bass, too. Be sound. It was, this would sound good in my car, my nice, uh, super sweet stereo in my car. Although in my high school days, it would have been sounded even nicer in that stereo. Uh, Run DMC, Christmas in Hollis. If anyone's if anyone's looking to play this song at home. All right, we got uh, another call here. I'm not sure who this is. So, uh, caller, who's this? This is the dog. The dog, like D O G G. However you want to spell it. Okay. Hey. Hey Rick, in the, in the in the spirit of Festivus, I am having meatloaf for dinner tonight. Are you all right? That's awesome. Is anyone there with you? Or are you going to air your grievances? Well, that's why I called. I wanted to air my grievances. I was, I was just going to say you could do that right now on the show. I mean, how many grievances you got? You got about six minutes. I just got one. Okay, just got one. I got a uh, octogenarian father-in-law who's a Korean vet, and he's also a cancer survivor. Okay, and. Uh, on Monday, after yeah, Monday or Tuesday, I, I, after I heard that good old AOC got the uh, the virus shot, and she's 31 years old, mm-hmm. according to the CDC statistics, her age group, that demographic, makes up 0.9 percent of the fatalities of coronavirus. But I emailed Ron Kine's office. I was Monday or Tuesday. I talked to Ron Kind about this two yeah, days ago. Yeah, and I asked, I, I, in the email, I, I inquired when the World War II and Korean veterans in his district can expect to get the uh, vaccine at the, at the local VA in La Crosse. And uh, I didn't get a response back, of course. And I, I thought it was pretty disgusting to have 31-year-old members of Congress getting that vaccine before, uh, before the veterans in the area do. And I also called his aide in La Crosse, the office number in La Crosse, mm-hmm. and I actually spoke to one of his aides. And that lady had no idea either. And I thought it was kind of hypocritical of Ron to be parading around in his campaign commercials with old farmers wearing Marine Corps hats, that particular hat, the dairy farmer and the red Marine Corps hat, 
and he doesn't have an answer on when these veterans can expect to get uh, the coronavirus vaccine. Are you, are you surprised that we have no idea when the vaccine is going to come? We, we, I mean, this is a worldwide pandemic. Uh, we've botched every every last bit of this thing. So why would why would anyone expect to know when who is going to get what vaccine? I mean, it's it's a little. Yeah, it's not surprising well, I to me. I think a congressman with, what's he got, 24 years in Congress? Mr. Career Congressman, Mr. Fence Sitter, could have a little input on deciding when uh, the VA and his district is going to uh, get that vaccine. Well, having input and having the knowledge. Answer of, the have... answer of, I don't know, isn't a real good answer. Well, it I should mean, be, I'll find out. Well, yeah, I mean, that you make a good point there. Thanks. Is that Are you done airing? Because I... Uh... Well, it's about time for Ron to earn his money. <laughs> okay, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Ron Kind was on the show the other day, I, right when they were uh, in debate over the stimulus package, right? And he, he called in for a couple minutes. I did ask him. He hasn't been vaccinated. Uh, I asked him if he was, you know, I, I even asked him. I think I literally brought it up like this. I said, Ron, if you're able to get the vaccination... Will you just do a, and then, you know, you ask this in, a, in, the, in the funniest of ways. This is how I did it. I go, will you make the political stunt of having a, just have a healthcare worker come out with you. But, you know, what um, the dog who said, that was his name, uh, who just called said, you know, maybe, have, hey, yeah, have an old a senior citizen or a veteran or somebody like that come. Just do it as a political stunt. Hey, I'm supposed to get the vaccine, come and watch. And then instead of getting the vaccine yourself, you give it to the, the old guy, right? The veteran. And Ron said, "No, that the, he if he's if he's given the vaccine, he will take the vaccine." And he said something like, "It's something about setting an example. An example they're and they're supposed to as as uh, you know essential government workers, right? <laughs> Just kind of roll your eyes at that, right? Uh, that they would they would have to take the vaccine because they're essential to the functioning of our government." <laughs> so yeah, I hear you. Hey, at least at least Ron Kine has gone um, has been consistent, and if you want to say Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has been consistent in their view of COVID nineteen. And Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, if you follow her on social media, she went through all the steps of her getting a vaccine. We'll see if Ron does that. He's not as savvy at social media, but if you're somebody like. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, who's 50 years old, so she's a little older. Uh, she got the vaccine, and all she's done through this whole COVID process is deny that it's even something we need to worry about. She's told people basically that it doesn't, it's not real to F it. Like, it, who cares? And then she went and, you know, did a little press, press, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it, press briefing where she gets the vaccine. So, I mean, we're doing that at Gunderson and Mayo when healthcare workers get the vaccine, right? And that's cool. But when a COVID denier and a senator (laughs) who's been telling us that the virus isn't real and don't worry about it and it's a big fake (laughs) and then she goes and gets the vaccine, you just want to scream. It's really annoying. Um, but yeah, we talked to Ron Kine about it. It wasn't a big secret. He, he told us he would get the vaccine too. And I, I don't see any government workers at this point. I think Ron Johnson, and we hold not hope that Ron Johnson, if he's offered the vaccine, he'll say, no, I'm not taking it. It would be weird. We'll see. He's a little older, right? Like Ron Johnson is 
Uh, he's already gotten COVID apparently too. So um, not that that has anything to do with Ron Johnson, 65. So if he's offered the vaccine, I don't know if he has been yet, but he's been in the news for, uh, you know, voting down $1,200 stimulus checks and uh, voting against the stimulus bill. Some reasons, sure. Other reasons, I don't know. Um, you know, he's, we talked about this yesterday, 5,900 page stimulus bill, only nine hours to read it. Ron Johnson wasn't cool with that, but also when he passed Trump's tax cuts, they were still writing the bill when Ron Johnson signed it. So didn't read that one, dude. So a little hypocritical. We'll see. I, I just searched Ron Johnson vaccine. I don't see whether or not he got it, but yeah, I mean, we could point and laugh at all our, I think maybe the president, vice president. Maybe the House and Senate leaders get the vaccine. And then, yeah, and then go general population to those who need it first and most. All right, that's all I got. Trigoski, you to be a little cross political science professor on tomorrow with us. Thanks for listening.